Okay, we are in Sefer Megillas Esther, Perik Aleph. Let's just go back for a second to Apostle Tess, Yam Vashti Hamalka Asusam Mishte Noshim. So we saw yesterday that Ahasuerus made two huge banquets in the third year of his Malchus. This was done really to get people to love him. He was a very insecure king. So the first one was for all the 127 provinces. It was lavish. It was gargantuan. It was intended to just impress them with the sheer vast display of wealth that he had. Then he made a smaller one, a seven-day feast. The first one was 180 days. The second one was seven days just for the people in the immediate province of Shushan, his closest neighbors, as it were. And again, lavishness was the key word. The wine flowed. You had your choice of many wines, and you weren't forced to drink. Whatever pleased your palate, you did. At a certain point, we saw that in probably the drunkenness of the moment, Ahasuerus, according to the Mepharshim, says to his drinking companions that you think you know women. It's not the Median women. It's not the, um, the uh, Persian women. It is Chaldean women, and I have the most beautiful Chaldean woman, Vashti, the queen. <coughs> Do you want to see her? And they said, yes, but provided she comes unclothed, or we prefer she come without any clothes on. He invites Vashti, as we're going <coughs> to see, and Vashti refuses. Invites or commands? Excuse me? Invites or commands? Well, he ordered, yes, he says, summons her, you're a good choice of words. And so, interestingly, we didn't discuss this yesterday, Vashti is no shrinking violet. In fact, the Mepharshim tell us that Vashti and Ahasuerus in their various feasts had an agenda that was very heavily sexual. So she was no shy, shrinking violet. Why did she refuse to come? On one level, she said to herself, look, as we said yesterday, Vashti is the daughter of Belshazzar, the king. She is the granddaughter of Nebuchadnezzar. Why should she come? Because this drunken stable boy has summoned her for the pleasure of his drunken Persians. So she refuses to go. Others say that no, she was visited with a severe case of saras, of leprosy, and was very <coughs> self-conscious. Third is she grew a tail, which she was very self-conscious. In any case, we saw that Vashi has made her own su'uda, and now by Yom HaShri <coughs> and the seventh day, which we said yesterday was Shabbos, and was Mida Keneged Mida, because Rashi was a very evil, anti-Semitic woman. What she did was on Shabbos, she would have her Jewish uh, staff go around the house and perform the most menial job without their clothes on. So it's a sort of Mida Keneged Mida by Yom HaShri, which we say is the Shabbos. She is summoned without her clothes. 
let me ask you something. In most times in history, if someone had asked the king to present his wife without clothes on, they could be executed, right? It would be an insult. Right. You could only assume that, one, they were all in their heavy drinking cups, or that maybe this was done there. In other words, maybe, yes, he wanted to show off in her full glory, Vashti. So he summons her, from Keser Malchus in her crown, that's where we get that one of the provisos was that she'd be without clothing. Just come with your crown. She was indisputably beautiful. Vashti refuses. Vashti Bidvar Hamelech Hamelech Lachachamin. Wait, I skipped it a second. She refuses to come according to the command he gave but to his advisors. By Yitzov Hamelech Ma'od. The king erupts in a terrible, terrible anger. The Hamasoba Robo. His anger is burning him. The Gemara asks the question all right, she said no. Why is the anger so great? And it's a very interesting agarata. Omar, or Amai Zalaka by Kulehai. What got his temper in such a, a high level? Omar Rava, Shokhale. Because not only did Vashti say no, she sent him a secret message saying as follows Ba'uhuya da Abba. You stable boy of my father, Belshazzar. Abba lekabel alpachamra shasevalo rave. My father drank the wine equivalent to a thousand people and did not get drunk. The hahugavra, that's Achashreros, you, Ashat Pachamre, you become a fool from the first sip of wine. This set him over the top, according to the Gemara. And that's why his reaction is all out of proportion to what would seem to be the provocation. Yud Gimel. Vayomer, excuse me one second. Vayomer HaMelech L'Chachamim. Now remember, Ahasuerus does nothing without advisors. He's got seven for this, eight for that. Now he goes to the Chachamim. Yodei Ho'itim. Who know times, who can intercalate calendars and months. Kichain Tabar HaMelech Nifnei Kol Yodei Das Because the Melech always consulted those who knew Das, who knew the laws, the rules, the astrologies. Says the Gemara, this group that he is consulting, Vayomer HaMelech HaChachamim, is none less than the Sanhedrin, or the Anshei Knesset Hagdola, or the Jewish scholars he had at his disposal. Says the Gemara, Man HaChachamim Rabbanon. Who were these wise men? The rabbis. Yodea Itim. They know the times. Remember, they did the Rosh Chodesh intercalations. They know how to figure out the years when there's a necessity for a leap year and establish the months in the Jewish calendar. Ahasuero said to them, Judgment, tell me what to do. How do I respond? 
So they're not foolish. They're not walking into this situation. And they say, They discuss among themselves. How do we answer this? How do we deal it? If we say, all right, kill her. The next day, he's going to sober up and he's going to say, well, where is she? What did you do with her? And we're going to be responsible. We cannot let her go because she is demeaning the crown. So to get them out, they use a very clever device. Amu. From the day the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed and we were exiled from our land, we lost the ability to give counsel in such a case was taken from us. We have absolutely no ability to judge capital cases. In other words, the upheaval of exile and from our land and our base Hamikdash, we cannot judge. We've lost the ability to judge capital cases, which you're asking to do. But here's a suggestion. Go to Amon, Moab. They've settled in their places. They've been there for centuries. And they are like wine. Wine that sits on its sediment. They haven't experienced the upheaval, the relocation. Thus, their wise men have the peace of mind to judge properly. So they get out of this. They avoid it completely. They now, a new group of advisors, come what to do. What do they do with her? She did not listen to the king, who was sent with that first group. So we saw the names of advisors. The last one mentioned, uh, we should mention them again, Karshana, Shasar, Admasar, Tarshish, Meres, Marsana, Memuchan. These are the seven advisors. Memuchan is Haman. Memuchan is the last one mentioned, and we assume it's in descending order. Vayomer Memuchan, he's the last one mentioned, and he's the first one, and we say that Memuchan is Haman, and he's the first one to come up with advice. And from this, the rabbi, Rav Kahana Omer, Mikan Shehejo Kofetz Barosh, a very interesting expression. From this we learn that a boar is the first one to jump up with his advice. That's what Haman does here. So, Vayomer Mamuchan. And he argues, sort of, Haman was not stupid. He says, Do you think this is just against you? Do you think you are the only one affected, Ahasuerus? What Vashti the queen does? 
כי על כל השרים ועל כל העמים אשר בכל מדינות המלך אחשוורוש, this affects literally every man, every שר, every noble, every plain, בעל הבאס, in the entire government of all 127 provinces. Because כי יצא דבר המלכה על כל הנשים. When this word goes out, and it will go out, the king's order being refused forthrightly. So all the women, they will have a cheapened concept of their husbands, that their husbands are like this. Because when the king gave the order, didn't respond, it's a bizayon. And they will have contempt for their husbands. And now the leaders of Sorah, Paras, and Madai, Asher Shomu Esra HaMalka, who they heard it, L'chol Sarei HaMelech, Uchtei Bizoyon V'Ketzev. They are holding themselves cheap. In other words, the men are going to be held in contempt by their wives. Their <coughs> wives are going to hold... Um, every sign contempt, and they will feel, feel this bizoyon, this ketzef, this embarrassment. In other words, this is seismic. This affects everyone. This isn't just you. Imal HaMelech told, if it's all right with the king, let him issue a royal proclamation. As a rule, we know you didn't do it yourself. Let him issue it to the entire 127 provinces. Two things. We're going to kill Vashti, but do not Don't let her appear before you. Clever advice that Haman is giving, saying, don't even give her the opportunity to come before you. Because he knows Achashverosh will be a sucker for her apology, for her crying. He says, don't even summon her. She's to be killed summarily. Asherotovo Vashti. And interesting, she's called Malka, Vashti HaMalka. Now he's got the effrontery, the Losova Vashti. He's referring to her by her first name. Lefnei ha-melech achashverosh, umachusa yitain ha-melech l'reusa ha-tova mimena. And don't worry, you will give the estate of her royalty to someone far worthier than she is. Vanishma piskam ha-melech asher yase b'chol ma-chus, ki rabahi and sending out this proclamation, demanding that the women give their husbands the respect, from small to large. Very pleasing concept to and his officers. So now he sends out without consulting really, without the permission, 127 different proclamations to literally everyone in the kingdom. He sends it out, and it's got two parts to it. One, 
every man should be the ruler of his household, and every one is sent in the language, speak in the language of your Medina. Thinks that will ingratiate himself, that yes, keep up your own language, your own customs, and that would in fact flatter them. So, we learned yesterday that even you want to say this Hester pun him, you have to see the divine hand running things in this whole story of Megillah Esther, that there were 105 coincidences, and here is another one, if you think about it. Says the Gemara, from Lihios Kol Ish Shorah Beveso, by the way, this is Megillah Yudbez Amudbez, Amarava, Alma Igros Harishonos Lo Yishtayer Misoneim Shal Yisrael Sorid Upolit. Were it not for these first letters that he sent, every man should rule his household, every man should speak the language of his province, there would not have been a remnant, surviving of Jews, when the second letter goes out, when he says you are to kill every Jew in your province, in your vicinity. Why? Because how did this first letter revert this? Amar my haidasoridlan lioskol isorid beveso. When they saw this first letter that said, every man should rule in his own house, they literally said, what kind of idiot is this guy? Pshute, it's simple. Afilu karcha beveso part shacholeheve. The lowliest profession, the lowliest weaver should be the authority in his own house. They thought of themselves, we're in our own house. It's moronic. So therefore, and each man should speak his own language. So therefore, when the second letter came, they laughed it off as well. Yeah, we're going to kill every Jew in our city. They thought this is more of this idiocy. And so we see from there, again, a guided hand guiding the destiny so that they did not pay attention to that second declaration. Tomorrow, we are going to meet Mordechai, finally at 8.45 a.m. Be there. You will not want to miss it. Ad Khan.